This is uh, the practice called uh, the self-compassion break, I think, but I will send you the link to it. <coughs> I probably will do it slightly different than Christine F. So this is a practice which you <coughs> might want to play with a bit in a f more formal way, like at home, but it is meant uh, to be established as an automatic response to difficult situations, to difficult moments. And of course this takes a while. Now, if you have an automatic response of not feeling your feelings and being ashamed of them, it takes time to establish a new automatic response, a different automatic response. But I assure you, it's possible. It's really possible. Because, neuropsychologically speaking, your brain has flexibility. You can weaken harmful habits and you can establish new ones. We have the capacity, all of us. With 90, still, the brain is flexible and remains flexible. You are not lo locked into your habits. It seems sometimes like that, but um, after 20 years you will find some Change. <laughs> yeah, let's be realistic here. No, the change starts earlier, yeah? I mean, measurable, that's what Christina shows. But, like, uh, it's actually really possible to lose habits. It's possible. I know from my own experience. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I couldn't believe that it's possible. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it until it happened. So it's, it goes like that. I will invite you. I, I will do something I don't like to do. But you know. uh, so what I'm going to do is I will invite you to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I don't like it. Yeah. So and but it's for demonstration purposes. So so that, that you kind of get a sense of what this self-compassion break is. Don't choose the most traumatic thing, yeah? because uh, that's not the place here. So choose something, maybe something recent, you know, something where you feel upset about, anxiety about, uh, something you struggle with, something painful which is happening in your life. Yeah? If you feel it becomes overwhelming, just step out of it a bit. So then I will give you an example of a possible inner dialogue. Now the thing is, you have to put the effort into this to develop and construct an inner dialogue which makes sense for you, which speaks to you. And you have to memorize it. And you have to learn it and repeat it. So I, what I say now is just what works for me. And you know, this is really important because you know, 
some like when I say the word love, for some people it's like, for some people it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's really personal. So that's important to kind of be creative and and write your own self-compassion script. Why should you do it? You're worth it. Do it. Yes, it's a bit effort. It takes 15 minutes to think about it, to write it down. Yeah. But you're doing it for yourself. And then you have a testing phase. Like, and the sentences, of course, they can be, they can, you know, you test, you, you run different things, and you listen to some talks, and you pick up some words and some sentences, and then you build up uh, your own self-compassion in a dialogue. So, so, and then, yeah, and so and then um, I will go. I will lead you through the practice, and then there will be time for questions. So let's make a problem. No, let's start with. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's start with uh, you know reconnecting with the body. Of course, that's uh, that's. Uh, crucial in this, you know, to have a sense a bit of the liveness in your body. Uh, you take a few moments to shift from the focus on the outer world into your body and into your posture, maybe the breath. And just noticing how you feel right now, how it is for you to be here. Sometimes it's also helpful to have a bit of lightly, a light breathing meditation to kind of place the mind very lightly on an, on an object. It's not necessary, but uh, it, it is helpful sometimes. Lifeness and then you bring your mind into a difficult situation in your life, maybe something which happened today or something which is going on in your life right now. It could be also a few weeks or a month back. It's something which is difficult, upsetting. Anger, or sadness, or anxiety. Or so, and, and, and you imagine the situation, the people involved, or the words being said. And you notice the feelings. And here when I say notice it, the feelings, I mean the felt sense in your body. Is how does this situation make you feel? 
And of course, for the sake of this exercise, you must imagine that it is real. So you stay a bit with the feelings. As I said, if it becomes too much, then you disengage a little. So now the compassionate, self-compassion break would be something like noticing. So that's what we're doing right now. We notice. And then saying something like, this is a difficult moment for me. It's really difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. This is difficult for me. It's painful. I experience pain. So, as you notice in my voice, you try to say it in a gentle way, in a non-judgmental way, like a mother, like a father. Oh, yeah, I know. This is difficult for you. I know. So that that's the noticing. And then, and it's normal. Life is difficult. This is this is normal. I'm a human being, and life is difficult. And it's difficult for everyone. People struggle, and I'm struggling now. There's nothing wrong with struggling. There's nothing wrong with having a problem. It's how it's supposed to be. So, and then you put your hands onto your heart. And of course, so you can also not do this, or this is not, maybe not necessarily helpful for everyone. So you feel the warmth. And then you establish our self-talk of mothering, of fathering, of taking care. Like, like, for example, I know this is hard. May may you be happy. May, May you accept this moment. 
there's nothing wrong with you. This is a feeling which comes and goes. And you can just hold it and breathe into it. It's not dangerous. You can embrace it like you would hold a baby and breathe into it and soothe yourself. I'm, I'm here with you. I'm here with you, my feeling. I take care of you. I allow you to be there. So you... breathe into it. You allow the feeling to move wherever it wants to move. Maybe other feelings come up. You allow them as well. Yeah, and then you, you say, you say these instructions to yourself. So I allow myself to have feelings. I'm a human being, I have feelings. And I take care of them. I take care of myself. There's nothing wrong with feelings. They, they are not killing me. No, they are life, life's force. And they will pass if I give space. I'm a human being and I have feelings. And I take care of my feelings. It's okay. It's really okay. It's fine. So then you take the hands away and relax. So the, the compassionate mudra, you can also you know, like put your hands on your tight, uh, on your legs, uh, or uh, touch you. So because I mean, in a meeting it's not so good to sit like this. So, but you can always just soothe yourself a little by just feeling the pressure of your hand on your upper leg. So with the compassionate mudra in this dialogue, it's the nurturing part of the RAIN model. And then you can end with a little dedication, like may, may my self-compassion benefit this team meeting or this situation, this crisis in my family. May, may, may my compassion, my self-compassion benefit my children who might experience a crisis or my partner who is sick or so you dedicate the practice of compassion and you reach out from 
from the space of self-compassion to the people you care about. So you connect yourself on the base of self-compassion. You become a source of compassion, a source of warmth, including yourself. the three aspects in the self-compassion break. Uh, Noticing, or pausing and noticing, and confirming this is how you feel, and feeling it, the felt sense in your body, breathing into it, maybe creating a bit of a different posture so that there's a bit of space, grounding, and then this, I think it's quite powerful to just say, this is how I feel. This is just, this is how I feel. I mean, this is, I I feel already, this is like, ooh, I could almost stop there. Uh, with self-compassion. I mean, in the, it, it's the tone of my voice, you know. I could also say, shit, this is how I feel. This is, this, this is really how I feel. It's really true, I feel like that. And then, some kind of, you know, nurturing. Uh, through you know, loving kindness, may I be happy, may I accept myself, you know, and the kind of sentences I said then, and to find a kind of, you know, one one image would could be uh, to to kind of imagine yourself how you would talk to a child on a good way, on a good day, when this child has a difficult difficult experience when like when this child came home from school and has failed his exams so how on a good day i mean kind of when you're when the good mother or the good father in you awakes how would you talk with that child and then compare that how would you talk with yourself if you fail in an exam so what you want to kind of find is that voice that father voice, that mother voice in you, and turn it to your own failing the exam. And you can be completely creative. I mean, it's your script. And you have to listen. To, I mean, it's, you, 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 you write it and you create it, and of course it's flexible and it will be probably different every time, and you know, it's growing, and, uh, but, but, and, then, and then you just do it, just do it. Knowing that there is a respect draft, so we not expecting like it will f- will feel, uh, yeah, this is a good, it will feel uh, like wonderful. It could be even 
more difficult for a while. Because, of course, if you feel your feelings, initially that seemingly seems to be more difficult than not feeling your feelings. It's, it, it, it's not true, but it seems to be like that. Because it's better to be alive than to freeze. It's better. Freeze is horrible. It's dead. You're a zombie. It's really better to be, to be completely sad. It's more beautiful. It's more alive. It's, it, it. But, you know, it could be uh, difficult in the beginning. And then the backdraft of feeling uh, the lack of kindness and you know, the regret of how... So that that's also could make this a bit difficult in the beginning. And then this, uh, you know, the common humanity, the truth of suffering. Yes. Uh, I'm not alone with this. Yeah. Goodbye. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. See you. Yeah. So I think that's. Ah, yeah. One, uh, just uh, kind of as an information, and I will send you a link to it. Recently, uh, Chrissy Neff uh, started to talk about the yin, yin and yang of self-compassion. Uh, and um, so probably some of you are familiar with the yin and yang, like the, the symbol which is, you know, the yin, yin is, more the, is more connected with the feminine essence, not with male and female, but with the feminine essence, you know, the more soft, fluid, uh, tender, uh, energy and the young more the 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 male essence of you know a more more active more active more acting and uh, so she she dig, she talks about that and uh, that self compassion can have this uh, two di- these two different components and she uses an example again with uh, with children so she uses this example. Uh, exactly what I also used. Uh, imagine uh, one of uh, your children, so imagine, even if you don't have children, um, imagine one of your children comes back from school and she has uh, failed in her exam. Yeah? So what is the, the first response? Is probably more the yin, no? like, yeah, I know it's difficult, and you know, soothing, and you know, we all experience this, and this doesn't, this, you know, it doesn't mean that you are stupid. And so, like, encouraging, uh, caring, uh, allowing, and loving way. And then the young uh, approach would be then kind of finding, okay, so what can we do? Is there something I can help you with? Is there, is there you know, do you need a tutor? Is there something I can do? Is Maybe we can talk with the teachers. Yeah? So that's the, that's how she describes the differences. Yeah? So the the practice of self care 
it's not necessarily just like um, yeah so it could be also going running like you know being like uh, using uh, using uh, a more active creative way to respond to that situation which is not coming from competitive competitiveness and uh, which is not coming from uh, a harshness and a hardness and a contraction and endurance and biting the teeth together. So I will send you a link. Uh, I didn't explain it so well, but she can do it better. So. But it's, that's how it is. She, she's good. I mean, Tara Bach is the same. Yeah, but they are really good what they say. It's hard sometimes to listen to them. Okay, so are there any questions, comments, doubts? Yes. I saw you that you have a daily meditation practice. Hmm? And where do you put this thing? Uh, if you if you have a daily meditation practice. Mm. Yeah, so there's there's many different options. One is uh, you just add it at the end, like so you do your what you do and then you add it at the end or in the beginning if that would make sense, you know, to kind of bring this quality into the into the into the rest of the practice. Um, then there's a possibility to have a to have like a formal meditation practice like the one you do and then throughout the day to take like 10-15 minutes in a bit more informal way. Just on a couch you listen to maybe a guided meditation of Christine Neff and, and just do it like uh, as a second practice but you know kind of more casual because then there's also not the there's not such a such a such a difference between that and daily life so it's more integrated yeah or you like in lunch break you take just 10 minutes of your lunch break while uh, after you have eaten to kind of connect with this yeah and then uh, to to reflect on a dialogue and finding your di dialogue, you know, that, that that's something you can do like in the evening. You know? Just you listen to some guided meditations and you write some phrases down you like. So that could be more like, yeah, instead of watching Netflix or uh, 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 another YouTube video, you you just do this like more playfully, not not as you know, not as a solid exercise. Uh, it could be also, I mean, this is uh, probably, as I said, it's not, a, it's not a complete path. So it could be that, one option could be that one focuses for like, of, let's say, two months or one month uh, on one of the practices and uh, and kind of reduce your other formal practice and kind of focus on on this uh, on the self compassion practices, um, and then and then having learned the the ingredients, um, 
continue to bring continue to emphasize more to bring it into daily life. So then kind of dropping the formal aspect of it, not making it a formal practice, going back to your usual meditation practice and uh, have that a bit like in the background more, more for daily life. Yeah. So it's fine in, in one's practice to emphasize a certain theme or a certain investigation for, I mean, two weeks would be already something. No? So now I, the invitation is that for two weeks you, you look at these uh, practices to just get a taste, and then we will go, I mean, it would be, of course, helpful if now we would meet in three months, you know, but then you wouldn't do anything. So it's better to just, you know, have two weeks and then, uh, and then uh, you know, come up with something new. Uh, so then you do at least a little. But it could be that uh, some, of the, some of the meditation, some of the practices make sense for you and then you say, okay, I'm going to focus on this for three months. I'm, I'm going to work on this. Anything else? Yes. Um, how about name the feeling when you are, uh, let's say, sad and instead of say, uh, this is a hard time. It's, it's, you can add, like, um, I feel sad, I feel frustrated, I feel... Whatever, yes. It's, Wha okay, it's okay to add the, the, the name of the feeling. Absolutely. It, it really depends on whatever you need, whatever helps you to find a different space for these feelings. Yeah? And naming them can be, can be that. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing it. But th this is like... About, uh, therapy. Because it seems people... Mm -hmm. or we can... Yeah. Uh, thinking black and white. Mm, it, it, it seems to be helpful for some people to have a bit more kind of uh, labels for the different feeling states. Mm. Uh, yes. If for me, uh, I, I, but that's completely personal. For me, that kind of labeling is, it, it is experienced as a layer. It, so as a kind of a bit of a disconnection. So what I, I don't know why, but it, it's, it's, it has been also different, but since many years I'm, I'm really more curious about the energetic aspect. Mm. To feel that. And, uh, and then, uh, <coughs> and, not, and not like, oh, is the, what is, you know, is this sadness or uh, so. But, yeah, on the other hand, I do the, 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 um, the kind of uh, emotional literacy in in therapy, because then I, you know, so then there I work. On, I mean, if I receive therapy, then then I work on. A, of course, then because I communicate my feelings and dialogue, so I'm doing that also. Recalibrate the the story. Yes. 
uh, it's really, really helpful in most cases to have a certain understanding of your psychological history. Because it, if it's done in a, in a skillful way or in a kind way, it helps you to have compassion for why you feel like you feel. Why, why was the pattern of uh, freeze, for example, established in your life? And, and then you start to see, wow, this was the only way the, boy, the little boy could survive. It was actually good and appropriate at that time. There was no other choice. Well done to the little boy. Wow, that you survived that shithole. And, but it's time to outgrow it. Yeah. yeah, yes. Yeah, and, but understanding where it comes from can help with, you know, a feeling of blaming yourself or uh, feeling guilty about having these patterns or seeing them as enemies because they are allies. They are really allies. They mean well. Yes, they mean well. The freeze ally man, is meaning well. So it's, um, I can see that I do effort. I, I should get some, some money from Malmö's Psychotherapeutic Association for, <laughs> for advertising psychotherapy. <laughs> you are not going to figure it out through meditation. No way. not going to work out. I haven't seen that in anyone. And I know people who have meditated since 30 years and finally they, they understood this is something I, I need to bring out. I can't solve this on the cushion. And something happened. I don't know why people don't... I, I don't understand why people don't do psychotherapy. I, I don't get it. I mean, why would you pay for three weeks of holiday on Mallorca <laughs> to have a shitty time, basically? I mean, yeah, people... No, there's studies showing that people are more stressed on holiday than they are in working life. Yeah, couples break on holidays. Yeah. We fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. so yeah. And then you imagine you could you could do us like a a bit psychotherapeutical self compassion retreat. I mean there's so good there's so much good stuff out there. Self development stuff. And then you do that for twenty years, for fifteen years. And then you realize I didn't need to do it. <laughs> I didn't need to do it. But you still need to do it. But 